I'm Katie. And I'm Kay. And you're listening to the Babes of Quinny podcast. This episode is sponsored by Mary, owner and tattoo artist at Hillside House Studios. Mary started tattooing in her beautiful in-home studio and is now opening a new studio. She truly does it all. Mary's known for her crisp, clean, tiny line work, especially for ornamental designs and micro-realism. She's also kick-ass at florals, script conceptual pieces, and just straight-up art. Hillside House offers a safe place with flexibility and transparency. For more information or to book an appointment, go to maryhobentattoos.com or check out the studio Instagram at Hillside House Studio. Okay. Okay. We're doing it. We're doing it. So you're tired. I'm tired. I am... Let's talk about your kid. My toddler is in some sort of sleep regression, um, which is really great for me right now. I <laughs> slept two hours last night, um, so I'm a little bit delusional. Um, so if anybody has any toddler sleeping tips or if there's like sleep therapy or when can you start melatonin? Can I drug my child? I feel like there's kids melatonin, isn't there? I have no idea. I don't know. I bought sleep stickers with like um, lavender essential oil kind of infused Doesn't into them. Doesn't sound like it'll work. Um, you're <laughs> supposed to stick it to the like the front of their jammies and it's supposed to be like aromatherapy. Yeah, no, they don't stick. <laughs> I'm like, you have one job. Stick to his shirt. Two jobs, really. But like the most important, one of the most important parts of this sticker is it doesn't stick. So I wrote. So you're a struggle puddle. I wrote an Amazon review and I just got an email saying I got a refund. Oh, <gasps> that's awesome. Well, it's, it's like. Go I refund. $18 for stickers. Yeah. Once I bought those for like uh, bugs. Oh. To repel bugs. The yellow ones? Mm, no, they're like smiley faces. Oh, weird. Yeah, I don't know. Um, That's shitty. Like you're just so sleepy. But yeah, no, I'm going to not complain about it and just drink my Red Bull, get through this. Maybe take a nap and then go see Marcachi. Yeah. Gonna do it. Gonna get the networking done. Yeah. So we're doing a Quinny Women in Business seminar? Workshop. Workshop seminar. You're tired too. I'm so, yeah. I don't sleep well ever. It's anxiety. At its best. Um, Yeah. I'm excited for tonight because I've never been a goal writer. So it's a smart goals workshop. You write like, your personal and work goals. And I've never done that. No, neither have I. Because I'm always scared of failing. <laughs> you know what? It really does make you kind of like face that reality that, you know, it's like that could not work out. Yeah. But also like that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm, I think I'm so used to things not working out that like it's more surprising me when things do work out. I don't think you give yourself enough credit. Nah. No, you're... you're <laughs> Things are working out, Katie. They're doing all right right now. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, there's obviously there's things that are not working out and things that are in the process of working out. It's just a different path. It's a different path, yeah, than what I expected. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's why you don't have expectations. No. I always say uh, I'm hoping for the best but expecting the worst. Yeah. Because like, that's just... A pattern. And I used to get very, like, kerfuffled if things didn't go exactly the way I thought they were going to go. And I had to really get out of that, especially when I was farming, because nothing goes the way you think it's going to go. What do you think you're going to do this day? No, joke's on you. All the animals are out and something's dead. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh my God. That was my life. It's like having children. Yeah, but hopefully nothing's dead. 
<laughs> that got dark. So flies. Oh my god. We went to a Slate Brewery on the weekend and we got sandwiches from Sando Sando Sando. So good. I'm just like, yeah. We're like, okay. I'm like, okay. We need to have him on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, do we just like go up and give him our card? Like, and we how did. Do we it do was this? great. And he high fived us. It was magical. You got double high fives. I got double high fives. I think I'm a fangirl of his wife or long term girlfriend, fiance. Bring I, bring his partner on. I love I it. am. I'm like, I need to, I want to be friends with you. Do it. Sorry, Sandoz. Not sorry. Not sorry. Um, but, what was I going to say? Oh, your kid, was, you brought Lincoln. I did and bring he's Lincoln. he's so cute. Um, and he rubbed a dead fly all over his face. This child. So funny. Um, was sitting, and there's a beautiful view. If you haven't been to Slake, it's Can like on the top of a hill. Oh, it's Slake. Yeah, S-L-A, like lake, but with an S. So sorry. I've been calling it Slate. Oh, but I didn't even notice. I add words to words or letters to words yeah, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, I do. I did <laughs> have noticed. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, so there, it's on the top of a hill. It's a little bit, like, off-roady to get there. Um, but the view is beautiful. Beautiful. Like, stunning. I can see that. You like, can see sheep. Could you imagine in the fall with all the colors how pretty that would be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spring. All of it. It's going to be great. Anyways. Long story short, my child is looking outside the window and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go buy some Momofuku ramen so good. because they had the ramen packs. And I get back. This child is rubbing a dead fly on his cheek. I thought it was funny. And all over his face. That's so funny. And I'm like, was that in your mouth? And then I try to like take it away from him. It was like a little bit wet. Just, like, kids like, you eat know weird things, man. Like, my one niece used to be obsessed with, like, bird feathers on the ground. And I was like, you're going to get avian I'm flu. I'm still obsessed with bird feathers on the ground. No, no. I don't. I know too much about birds, I think. I love birds. Avian I flu was last night about rapid this summer. Rapid? Parakeets. <laughs> you should talk to my friend Sheridan, who's obsessed with African grays. She loves parrots. Is that a parrot? I don't know. I don't know. That's a tangent, and I love it. <laughs> Should we do like some Babes World updates? Yeah, so Babes World stuff. That's what we're calling it officially. Babes World! What is happening? We did our workshop last week. Oh, it was so fun. Thank you, and Small we Business had A very great group, tons of questions. If you have more questions, slide into our DM. Yeah, and that audio should be coming out eventually. Soon. Sometime. And we'll share it when it does come out. But thank you to Brianna at the Small Business Center for putting that together. It was really fun. And she's a gem. She has a gem and she's having a baby. So cute. Crazy. I hope you enjoy listening to this on your way to or from work. Work. Between talking to your mom. I know so much about her. <laughs> I know. I love it. Um, we do have merch. There is a storm coming. Please buy your toques or your beanies. I'm wearing. You're wearing bo- both. both. Yep. You're wearing, I'm wearing a hoodie. A, I'm and wearing a hoodie hat. and a hat. I would live in this hat if I could. I am very particular with beanies because sometimes they're too tight. And sometimes they're too loose. Yeah. This one holds its shape shape, and doesn't give me a headache if I wear yeah. glasses. Oh, yeah. F- true. Fair. It's a thing. And it's Canadian made. Everything's Canadian made and made at the amazing. Uh, it's put together at Northern Craft Supply Co. And, and picked in. We love them. John's going to come on the pod. Um, we have no more events coming up, but maybe we'll do that again soon. Yeah, that'd be great. And, but I do want to bring up, we have changed our partnership option. We have. We have, uh, we had 
as you know, we dove into this podcast head first and made up some stuff as we went. So originally yeah. we had a podcast partnership option and there was one sponsor a month, but we're changing up because we want to give more people opportunities to yeah, we be our partner. Be able to look at, so here's the thing is we like money and we have to convince two bald men that this is working <laughs> and they like money. <laughs> That's the thing. We're very, I'm, I don't know about you. I'm very money motivated. Yeah. Like. I, in my interview for this job, they're like, "What motivates you?" And I was like, "Money." Money. And John's like, "Um, so we have changed it a bit around. So we have now two sponsorship partnership options. We're calling it a partnership. Um, so the first one is called BFFs. It's more of your premium partnership, if you will. So the investment you have to pay sixty five dollars a week, and it's an eight week minimum. So it's a long friendship, honeys. You're stuck um, with us, basically. You're stuck with us, and it's a. Uh, what happens in podcasting is you have a pre-roll, a mid-roll, and a post-roll. We we looked at our analytics. We went into those insights. Yep. And we found that for some reason you guys stop listening a little bit or pause it after 30 minutes. You need to stop, but that's fine. We'll and then you come back and listen to the rest you of the episode. Um, but Sometimes. People, people drop off. So what, <laughs> what the, the premium does is you get a pre-roll, uh, which is 30-second ad spot in the first 90 seconds of the episode so usually that it'll be if you've noticed it'll be our like you're listening to the babes of quinty and then it'll be an ad that's your pre-roll and then you'll get a mid-roll which will be 45 seconds to a minute um within the first 30 minutes of the episode and that's just because i need to find a spot where it fits in naturally i'm not just gonna like cut off what we're talking yeah and drop it in yeah and then you also get logo inclusion on our website you get a social media post um Per four week, every four weeks. Yeah. Ev- right? Does that make sense? Yeah, every four weeks. Um, on Instagram, our Facebook page, and our Facebook group. And then you get one story post per week of your sponsor sponsorship period. So pretty, pretty good. That's a say. lot of stuff. And that's $65 a week. Then, where are my friends with benefits at? Been there, done that. <laughs> Doesn't work. Um, <laughs> Just just preaching the truth here. It's $55 a week, and it's a four-week minimum. It's a bit different. You get your 45-second mid-roll ad. So, again, that'll be in the first 30 minutes. And then you get a 30-second post-roll ad, which means it'll run after our interview. And then you get links to your website and socials. Or, sorry, links to website in our show notes, logo inclusion on the Babes website, and then you get one story po- per week of your um, sponsorship period. And here's the thing about podcast partnerships, which I want to tell people. It doesn't come out like it's there for life. Yeah, it's forever. It's so forever. So people are like, oh, hey, did you hear about that Babes of Quinny thing? They have an episode with, you know, Flossies or whatever. People are going to hear that ad over and over and over again. So it's, and, it's a long yeah. It's a long friendship. It's a long friendship. So it's, it's, it is a BFF. Really, yeah. And it's friends with benefits, but for life. But also, I also want to kind of like um, note that there's limited quantities when it comes to the premium, the BFF. Um, there might be limits on the friends with benefits because we don't want to like overload like a zillion ads. Um, and the BFF is half sold out. For th- three months. For three months. Starting in April. Starting in April. So, so we have one more BFFL opportunity available um and then if if, say that say you only need two weeks or you have an event coming up or or we we can build something for you 
yeah, um, in those circumstances. So yeah. just just reach out, you know. And then uh, we write we one write the stands. ads, we produce the ads. We call them one night stands. Oh, I love that. Well, we can have a one night stand, but <laughs> can edit that out. That's a lot. I'm like a little manic right now. I realized it last night as I was packing for my trip. Here's another thing. I'm going away for the next two weeks. So this week is a for me, it's a two and a half day week You're insane. that I'm in the office and I'm trying to pump out three podcasts. This is what I said. Take a break. I am once I'm gone. <laughs> no, but you don't have to burn yourself But so out. we're kind of doing like a time machine. The next two weeks are time machine episodes. Yeah. Um, so enjoy, I guess. Yeah. Now, this week's episode was a joy. I, okay. This week's episode changed me. Yeah, I feel like the, a little, like, light bulb went off talking to her. It was just like, oh, okay, like, we have very similar background like, backgrounds. Stories, like, yeah. It's like where we started from, and I'm just kind of like, I think I just needed to be able to be like, okay, like, no, I can do this, and I can do all of the things and still she. So it's, it's Stephanie, the CEO of Mops Inc., which used to be Mommy Mops, which has expanded um, and evolved through COVID. And she's inspiring, honestly. Her whole, like, when you meet her, every every single time I've met her, which is twice, <laughs> <laughs> it's always, like, she's just so kind. And, like, she gives, like, big boss energy. Big boss energy. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I want that. So uh, literally after that episode, I bought a hot pink blazer. I love that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be – like Stephanie. When yeah. I grow up, I want to be Stephanie. When I grow up, I'm going to be Stephanie. Yeah, and I think that's – she just – I think sometimes I forget I can be – I for so long, I was called bossy as a kid, and it was so negative, and mm-hmm. I was the loud bossy kid. So I'm, like, jokey now. I don't want to make people uncomfortable because I'm bossy and loud. And now I'm like, no, deal with it. Um, and then it makes me – because she did – she's done what she's done in Quinty and – like five years we, we mapped out the timeline in the episode and, and it Absolutely just is like okay you can do this bonkers. you have to like bear down and and work and it sounds and, like giving birth. I know it's my favorite saying but you get to work on yourself and I think that's so important like she yeah. invested in herself and that to me is magical I think that is so inspiring and so beautiful and I just think her story is just incredible and she's just all around just like a great person yeah. I have nothing I I could never say anything bad about her, no. ever. Like, there's nothing... Hopefully we see her tonight at the I event. mean, hopefully we see you... Yeah. She's yeah. so involved. Um, anyway, I, I think you just have to listen to the episode to uh, to know. Really appreciate yeah. what we're talking about. So enjoy, and we'll catch you at the end. Today we are talking to a Quinny transplant who made a name for herself as a successful female entrepreneur in the area. Stephanie Jo Raiden is originally from Barrie and is a mom of three amazing girls. She relocated to the Bay of Quinney, hoping for a slower-paced lifestyle. After settling in and getting to know her new community, she launched her first business, Mommy Mops. Mommy Mops was the cleaning company you didn't have to clean for. Her hope was that busy families wouldn't beat themselves up about the state of their home and welcome an outside cleaning service. Stephanie is a fearless risk taker who loves what she does. Her focus is on business, growth, and development. With this focus came a rebrand of Mommy Mops into Mops Inc., Mops Inc. is a commercial cleaning service that puts vibrant cleanliness at the core of everything they do. The team of 30-plus vibrant, quirky, laugh-loving people offer cleaning services for large commercial spaces, hotels, and multi-unit vacation rentals. They are all led by their fearless leader, Stephanie. 
Babes of Queenie, please welcome Stephanie, the CEO of Mopsing. That's really good. Is that right? My middle name's Joy, though. Joy, what did I say? Joe. So sorry. I That's think okay. I was just like trying to put that. I don't on know you. if anybody said my full name in like a really long time anyway, so it was good. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do, does anyone just call you Joy? No. No. People are does always shocked. Call you. Wait, what's your middle name? Gloria. How did I know oh, that? I love that. Thank you. I have an old lady named Catherine Gloria Sherratt. I have. Well, my my middle name is an old lady name. But what's your middle name? Darlene. Oh, oh, I'm gonna call you Darlene. Yeah, it's you guys my start godmother's name. Yourselves as those. Oh, she's yeah. a sweet baby angel. Welcome to Gloria and Darlene's podcast. <laughs> It'd be a real <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, the, like the boomers coming in, and being like, "Oh, it's Gloria and Darlene. It's fine." It's and then we're talking great. about like butts and pooping. Yeah, is that what we're talking about today? I mean, mm, if you want to, maybe I probably no. not. <laughs> um, oh, Siri just told me what I said was not nice. <laughs> What did you say? I don't know. I guess I pressed a button too long and Siri popped up. And it's like, that's not oh, nice. Oh, Siri. Okay. Sorry. Jesus. Oh, I think um, Siri corrected you. Yeah, me neither. Uh, our first question is, what was the ultimate factor that made you come here? Uh, at the time, I was looking for kind of freedom and to have a fresh start. So we had, when my relationship ended with the kid's dad, it was something that was really hard for us. And being in the same community, you know, we'd go for long periods of time not seeing him and then running him at a grocery store or something. So that was hard on the kids. Uh, and then the housing market at the time was very appealing. And so we moved out here and we've got a lot of family here too. So okay. got aunts and uncles and cousins. And I think there's been about 21 of us who have relocated to the area. Uh, hey, that's like you. <laughs> yeah, it's like me too. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. And actually there's uh, four generations of women that we've all relocated. So my grandma, me, and then my mom, myself, and then my my girls all wow. relocated to the area and love it. So were you born in Barrie, though? Like, that was your home base? Yeah, I was born in Barrie. And then we did a lot of moves across the country. So we spent some time in Winnipeg and then out in BC and then back to Winnipeg and then back to Ontario. So um, at the time, I didn't realize the skill set that moving around so much was going to give me. But it allowed me to really know how to just move somewhere and make connections and start a life. And that's what we did. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I totally feel this because it's like I moved here on my own and then now my whole family lives here. Like Love we that. moved my 93-year-old grand – well, she wasn't 93 at the time. But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, she was in her 80s and we moved her here and yeah, like we just brought everyone down. My stepdad's whole family is like we're slowly like reeling them in. I think that speaks a lot to the community that – Absolutely. That like range of age difference mm -hmm. all finds – purpose and, and community in one spot. So absolutely. Yeah. And have your girls adjusted well to it? Do they like it? Oh yeah. They love it. Like it's home to them. So we've been here for over five years now, which is the longest I've ever lived anywhere. And they have, you know, great social circles with their friends. Mm -hmm. And whenever we go places, everybody knows somebody. So they're super happy. This is home to us now. Even when we go back to Barrie to visit, here's home. So, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I'm back. just like mind blown that you've started this business and it's only been five years okay. and like the amount of stuff you've done and accomplished. Cause I remember when you first launched because I was a single mom and I was overwhelmed and I was like, you know what? Like maybe I'm going to reach out to this company because it feels like, like I like the way they're branding themselves. Like mm -hmm. I like that whole, I'm like, I feel like she kind of gets it. So I like, I never ended up doing it because <laughs> ADHD yeah. and things happen and yeah but I was like I really it, it, that whole brand just felt like a good thing and I just felt like I related to it yeah mommy mops was 
I felt like I was mommy mops. It was just I the reason I started it is I was feeling so overwhelmed in the home and mm-hmm. never feeling good enough. Like I would come in the door and I'd feel great at work. And then you walk in the door and you're like, oh, I can't do anything right. So but it also comes with a lot of shame. Yeah. So sometimes you have a really hard time letting people in and seeing that. So I really wanted to create a brand that was going to let people know that there was no judgment. It was shame free services. And that really resonated with people. Mm-hmm. And even right now, like I have um, Emily's over at my house cleaning right now. Sonia from SJZ Organizational. Uh, she's there working on my house, too. So now she's like amazing. she's amazing. I know her. She's Does great. She not, just not come and organize your house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's so good. <laughs> right down to like I wanted like home edit vibes. Mm-hmm. So she comes in. She's there all the time now because I'm like it's an ongoing process. But now I know the benefit of like having my home feeling calm and in control, but it's a lot to keep up with, like running a household, a full-time job. So absolutely. Yeah. And then if you're juggling, don't realize that. (laughs) Yeah. Well then you're juggling full-time job, children, Mm -hmm. and then anything else you have going. And if it's only one parent, it's like, holy crap, like where do I find the time to do any of this? It's like you put the kids to bed and it's like, then by the time you've already, you know, worked a full day. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now I have to clean up i have to do laundry i have to you know make sure the kids lunches are packed like all these things and it's like the what is it they call it the mental checklist or something yep it's like the mental workload of just like existing yeah so then when you're sitting on your couch at night and there's a list of things that you know you should be doing you're actually not relaxing so you're not getting any downtime and i noticed that at night once dinner is made and i put the kids to bed i'm done Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm now in the routine that i get up a little bit earlier that's when i like switch my dishwasher over that's when i throw in a load of laundry and just making those adjustments allowed me to know like it's yeah. a lot to take care of and you deserve to relax and that's what we really wanted to give to people. Did Mommy Mop start with just you or what was the beginning of that business? So I was working as an employment counselor and I had had my own cleaning company when the kids were, I think my youngest was three months old when she went into daycare because I needed to work and I couldn't find work around school or daycare hours. So I started cleaning houses and that was kind of what I did to generate revenue. Um, I was then really blessed to get like a career at the YMCA of Simcoe Muskoka, which gave me so many opportunities. So I was running the um, youth entrepreneurship program there. Oh wow! And so from there, when I moved here, I started working at Career Edge as an employment counselor And I started to notice women predominantly coming in who couldn't find work around school or daycare hours. So I kind of got this like voice in the back of my head that was like, you can fix this. So I launched Mommy Mops. Uh, It was just me in the beginning. But after a week, I had a wait list. And then I started hiring people from there. That's incredible. That's so fast. I gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it was pretty quick. People related to the brand. Like, you know, that's what I was. It was like it was so appealing. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah. it was really hard to change. Yeah. From Mommy Mops because I loved it so much, yeah. but yeah. it evolved. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It's all about yeah. growth. Yeah. Have you always had like an entrepreneurial spirit? Yes. I think the characteristics of an entrepreneur mirror in some occasions the uh, defiant adolescent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you don't want to be told what to do. You want to control your own schedule. Um, I would walk into a job and I would see a hundred ways that people could do it different. And that's not always welcomed when you're in your like yep. first couple weeks of employment. <laughs> so yeah. And I would always come up with new ideas. So even as a young kid, I was coming up with uh, different thoughts. I never played house at home. I always played store or business. So I always had like a <laughs> so cash cute. register, like uh, yeah. a keyboard. 
And my parents both had an entrepreneurial spirit. So I watched them do that. And it, you know, I just saw that you can kind of make whatever you want to happen, happen. That's yeah. Was I'm it scary like, taking <laughs> that jump, like to do mommy mops? It was scary because of the feedback from people around me, right? I had salary, pension, benefits, all of those things, which after years of kind of struggle, that's a really stable place to be. So as much as people knew, like I had the drive, it was like, are you sure you should do that? And it was a big risk. But at the end of the day, my view is if you can learn to love to clean, you'll never be unemployed. So I always knew at least no matter what happened, Mm -hmm. I could get out there and clean stuff and make money. So it was comforting in a sense. And then when did, when was Mops Inc. born? COVID. COVID? Yeah. So when COVID hit, we had about 16 moms working for us. And when school shut down, everybody had to go home. And two out of the three lockdowns, we couldn't go into homes unless they were identifying as a vulnerable person. Oh. And that was risky, too, because you didn't want to be the only exposure to the outside world that people were having in their homes. So Mm -hmm. we took that very seriously. So we had had a couple commercial contracts. I used to clean houses during the day. So I'd clean about five homes during the day and then come home at night, grab the kids. They'd stand in like the entrances of buildings while I would clean. They called themselves the mini moppers and they would like they would help with certain tasks. Um, so through there, I started to kind of think, what am I going to do? Like, what can we clean? And that's when we decided to kind of launch the commercial end of the business. And then from there, we got into like the vacation properties, uh, resorts, things like that. And that really took the business forward. So we don't do residential anymore, which was really hard, but it ended up being about 10% of our revenue and 60% of our admin time. So it was really a oh, lot to keep yeah. that running. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we made the hard decision, and some of those clients we had to let go of had been with me since the day Danny. one. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I know it was really hard, and mommy, I loved mommy mops. So yeah, it, it was time, and I watched like my professional growth happen from where I started to where I am now, and you know, it took about a year of professional development to be ready to be a CEO. Like I had to really work on my mindset for that, and then here we are. Hey Kay, how many tattoos do you have? Well, the exact number is unknown, but I know where I'm getting my next one. I'm booked on February 14th for some Valentine's Day flash at Hillside House Studio with Mary Hoban. Oh, it's Valentine's Day flash? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. But I thought you were getting stars, so that's fun. I am getting stars. Oh, in she, April. Oh, so do you have two booked in with her? I have two appointments. You want another one too, right? I do. And I think I'm going to book in with Mary for a, my dumpster fire tattoo idea. <laughs> I think, I think she'd really kill cute. it. Mary is a babe of many talents. She went to school for nursing, but has ultimately set up a safe, flexible, and transparent tattoo studio. From floral to script, ornamental design, micro-realism pieces, you'll walk away with a beautiful tattoo. To book a tattoo or to learn more about Mary and Hillside House Tattoo, follow at Hillside House Studios on Instagram or check out MaryHobanTattoos.com. Yeah, that was one of my questions because you give big CEO energy like you just hold yourself very tall and I like it like um and I noticed that I think from like the first time I met you and I find that really inspiring because sometimes I personally like even if I'm doing something people are like you're doing great I still devalue what I'm doing yeah so how did you build that CEO energy and and become the CEO you are I actually got a mindset coach uh, her name's Cheryl Himberg and she had a program called the CEO Mindset 
And I knew like I used to be on every single job. I would visit every client. I would hire every employee. And I knew that I was reaching my capacity of how much I could manage. Um, so I started working with her on visualizing what a leadership team would look like. And at the time, like I couldn't even see it. I'm like, how is this even possible? Because I, I'm kind of a control freak in some senses. So learning to let go of that and, you know, hire a leadership team, invest in them, trust them that they're going to be able to kind of spread the same culture that I had vision for the company and let go of those tasks. So a cool moment was a couple – was it last summer? I walked into our resort and there was 12 people wearing our T-shirt that I had never met before. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Because, yeah, that's big CEO. Yeah, I was like, I'm like in awe of you right now. I'm just kind of like, I need that. Yeah, it was really fun. I feel like cool. Yeah, okay, I think we're going to get a mindset coach. I didn't realize <laughs> that was a thing. And now I've ta- we've talked to a couple of people who have had like mindset coaches or like career – Coaches geez, or just like mentors. I don't know what the word – Mentors, yeah. That yeah. – help them through the process. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. I've kept, I think the first year I started investing in like professional development, it was a huge investment. It was like 40K in a year of like really actively taking, you know, courses and having coaches. And I have coaches in different areas. Okay. So, you know, my business coach at the time has now become my CFO and he was my accountant. And I would work with him learning how to like oversee the company and oversee the financial department, which was really when I first started, like I didn't know how to input an expense into QuickBooks. Right. But now I have that skill set where I can like oversee a company of the size that we are. And it's purely based on the knowledge I've gained from the people I surround myself with. So mentors, people who I'm like, hey, do you mind grabbing lunch with me or having a coffee and being really vulnerable about what it is I needed to learn and just soaking in information. Yeah. And one, I read something that you're all about like networking. How has that changed and how should people network? It's getting out there networking. We only started direct marketing this year. Um, Previously, it was just joining groups, telling people what it is I was doing. The career path I had at the YMCA and then at Career Edge, I did have a part of my role was getting out and networking. So that started to show me you just I find networking really exciting because you don't know where a connection is going to lead you. Mm-hmm. So you walk into a room and you don't mm-hmm. know who you're going to meet or how they're going to help you reach the next level. But the success of our business has purely was based on networking and building connections in our community. That's a really cool way of looking at networking because sometimes I'm like, this is terrifying. How am I going to go talk to a stranger? But if it's just exciting and you can think of the possibilities that are going to come out of it after, it's a lot less scary. A lot less scary. And if you take on any speaking engagement, anytime there's an opportunity to speak in front of a group of people, that really helps. That really helped to kind of like... We're doing that We're doing that tomorrow. Where where are you doing that? At the Small Business Center. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, are you nervous? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel qualified, super, but let's fake but it. But you know what? Like, that's the thing is like we started as like unqualified babes, but like we're kind of qualified now. Like, You're qualified. We're, yeah, we're yeah. Everybody qualified. knows who you are. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's really good. And you, if you look at it, like you just have to say what you're saying once and you have a whole room of people who are hearing you. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's empowering. And I think yeah. it can really impact how quickly you can start to make a name for yourself somewhere. So you grew really, so I'm just trying to put the timeline together because you've been in Belleville five years Mm -hmm. and you become a CEO of a huge company that you created. Mm -hmm. That's a short amount of time. Yeah, I'm a huge risk taker. Like I love jumping with both feet. I love Mm -hmm. the thrill of it. So 
I go after things pretty aggressively and I'm obsessed with growth. Like we're at the point now where my leadership team, I've got Renee and Michelle who just, they care, like they just run the company. They're amazing. And based on what they do, like I really wouldn't have to go to work. You know, yeah. I have to go in and kind of have yeah. a couple meetings here and there, but I am obsessed with growth. We've doubled our revenue every year, year after year. Oh, and, um, we're really proud of that. But as the number gets higher, it's like doubling the goal for this year. I'm like, whew, it's a big goal, but yeah. we're hungry for it. We yeah. love the growth. And I have visions of multiple locations and um, we're launching our new location on April 1st in downtown Picton. So we're running that as a test model of like a satellite office. And That's so cool. Yeah, it's super exciting. Wow. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Were you a risk taker as a child? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like if looking back, I was probably the hardest child to parent. (laughs) Um, My poor parents, because I just, yeah, I just always felt like I was older than I was. I always felt like I knew how to handle life. Like I didn't need any help. I got this. I I literally, yeah, same. And like, I apologize to my mom all the time now. I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm just headstrong and determined. Yeah. It's like, I want what I want. And Did it's you like, I know what I want. Did you a lot as a child? Yes. That was I was actually one. doing a presentation yesterday and they did my introduction. And I was like, it's really funny because as a kid, I wouldn't enter a room unless you introduced me. Like you're the, <laughs> you'd have to be like now presenting Stephanie. That's so I- cute. <laughs> So you you did kind of have the CEO energy as a child. You were like, yeah. I am important. I'm coming in. Oh. Yeah. And if I was playing with friends and stuff, it was like, well, let's play what I like. I wanted to play yeah. what I wanted to play. So I think it's always been there. Um, but having really good managers and stuff, like I was really lucky. I always refer back to my time with the Y, but it was so impactful for me because I didn't really realize my skill set. I was always really insecure about my lack of post-secondary education and stuff like that. And they saw something in me and they gave me opportunities. And through that, I started to gain my like professional confidence. And then just people like even coming here and starting the company, the amount of support that we would get. I remember I went to an event once and I met Kristen Crow from Alarm Systems. Oh, I love <laughs> Kristen Crow. So she's the best. And she that night put out a post about me. Oh. And was like, if you haven't met Stephanie, and, and it was so nice because I was like, I only talked to her for a little bit, but she really felt that she could spread the word and, and that was so helpful. Do you feel like single mom, like it was, a, I don't know how to word this. Like, I feel like single moms are very empowering and you all build each other up. Like, was that something that helped in the beginning, do you think? Yeah. And I'm a fully independent parent. So my kids are primary, like they're always with me and my mom, because my mom's a huge help. And financially, they're my responsibility. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we started at the food bank right? Like I was, and I remember the last time I was there, I consciously said to myself, like, I won't be here again because I just decided to throw my drive into overdrive, I guess, and, um, and make it happen. And so I never forget where we've come from. And I always try to remind the kids because they don't really know struggle now. And I'm like, yeah, you eat those fresh berries because there was a time where there wasn't fresh Mm -hmm. berries. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I think being an independent parent, when it's your norm, you forget how hard it is because it's your norm. Yeah. And, but the circle I have like this weekend was awesome. I have a couple girlfriends who are also single parents and we kind of unite and all the kids hang out and we go places and we do things. And that support system has really helped carry me through. But yeah, at the end of the day, you go home and there's nobody to, 
you know, kind of regurgitate the day with and talk about the struggles. It mm-hmm. all falls on your shoulders and, and that's a big responsibility. So it's, I'm super proud of it. Um, I think at this point it would be really hard for somebody to come in and enter my life because I'm just like independent AF, but yeah, yep, I feel that I mean, <laughs> like, I'm literally going to therapy for it. Cause it's like my last relationship ended and I'm like, okay, like how do I even think about letting somebody in now Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's just I have my things and I have my ways and it's like I've always done it this way yep and it's like I've always just like when I moved here I was on Ontario Works yep like I had nothing Mm -hmm. so it's like you know and I guess like the whole like you were saying it's like you just do what you have to do it's like this is just what my life is and yeah you know and it's like you just get it done and uh, but yeah like allowing other people into your life is just absolutely like terrifying so when you and your therapist figure that out can you let me know yeah okay yeah i'm gonna add a sharing circle now yeah no this is it's yeah we'll share the therapy knowledge yeah but yeah i have an appointment with her today actually okay good very exciting (laughs) maybe you'll know by the end of today how to do it no no okay we're not there yet i thought i was like we're gonna just try I do notice that though from like an outsider looking in single moms are just like this empowering beast that like you guys do anything for your kids and I give you mad snaps for it. Yeah, it's it can be hard because at the end of the day you do so much and nobody's yeah. like, wow, you did a lot today. Or like nobody yeah, sees it's it. Like, sometimes I just want that. Like, yeah. Be like, you know what? You killed it today. I'd be like, thank you. I know. <laughs> you got to learn to say it to yourself. But I was helping while we're going through the organizing of our home. Um, a couple weeks ago, I found this journal that my oldest had and it, she's going to lose it if she finds out I said this, <laughs> but she had this journal. It was like for a mother's day journal. She forgot to give me to me last year. And so I'm going through it and I'm reading it out loud and I'm like, Oh, Hannah. And she's like, this is so cringe. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but I got to the last page and it's like, what did I learn most from you? And she's like, I learned to stand up for myself and protect my children no matter what. And I was like, okay, she's. She sees it. She gets they it. They do. Oh, that's so I know. I'm going to cry because it's like the thinking again for like the fourth time. Podcast cry. Um, But yeah, no, like for if if my kid eventually she's going to look back and yeah. see all of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like from an outsider's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's because I went through that within the last, you know, like five years. It's like from the outside looking in, I saw my mom struggle because she was yep. also a single mom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's I don't even know where I'm going with this thought. It's just really sweet. It is really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you watch like my mom, you know, went through it too. And when you see that and now the support my mom gives me, like as much as yeah. I'm single and on my own, my mom is, yeah. she actually takes the kids um, like Tuesdays and Saturday nights right now. Oh, nice. Which is amazing because I can still have, you know, time that I can just be at home, not have to yeah. get everybody out the door in the morning. And she's always there. So as much as, yeah, I'm like a single independent parent, my mom is like my co-parent. Like she's so much help. All I'm learning is moms are just moms. For the most part, we love moms. Yeah. <laughs> Killing it. I love a good mom. Yeah, good mom. Um, <laughs> so Mops Inc. is expanding to Picton. This is yeah. the thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. What what else do you see for the future of Mops Inc.? I guess it's just going to keep going because you're a risk taker. Yeah. Um, so we're getting into, so we have our commercial janitorial, which is great. That is kind of the core of our revenue that is stable and it's consistent and it's reoccurring. And we are taking on large properties. So we take on multi-unit properties where our teams are in there, you know, five or six days a week. That's their place of employment and they're cleaning it every day, which is wonderful. 
And oh, then, that's cool. Yeah. It's stable then for the employee too. Absolutely. Yeah. We have team members who are working full time and they go, you know, to two janitorial properties per week or per day. And that's where they get their full time hours. And it's nice. one person. We have an amazing group of our commercial cleaners who are so consistent and the work ethic is just unbelievable. And then we're, as we expand, we're getting more into vacation properties. So mm-hmm. we handle the housekeeping department of a resort which that was probably the scariest phone call I got ever. It was two years ago and it was mid-June and we had no room for, we couldn't take on one more Airbnb property if we wanted to. We were full. And I got a call from a property that said, um, we just lost a few of our housekeepers. Can you take on 160 units per week? (gasps) And I was like, yes, we can. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. <laughs> Figure this yeah. out. So after I kind of got off the phone, I was like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to handle this? Um, but it ended up working out. We arrived on site. There was, you know, a few team members that were already working there. So I said, you know, let them go. I'm hiring them on. We'll give them all a raise, bring them over to us, and we'll run this department as its own separate entity. And I was really impressed with the the a way that they got ahead, like that was right during COVID when like staffing issues were starting to mm-hmm. become pretty intense. And this property got ahead of that. They realized that they were at, you know, they were standing in front of a really big problem. They were provided a solution and they went for it. So we'll be going into our third season there this year. We run about 22 to 25 full-time housekeepers out of that location. They have their own dedicated manager who Renee oversees that project and we yeah we hammer out units out there everybody's on golf carts and we're cleaning cottages amazing it's it's a lot of fun so running that model we started to see you know the housekeeping industry itself can become really um time consuming for mm-hmm. general managers of hotels and resorts so we charge flat rate per property you tell us how many need to be cleaned and we handle the rest So the more that we're testing that model, it's going really well. We've also taken on a large property manager with multiple Airbnbs, like the most beautiful Airbnbs you've ever seen. They're gorgeous. And so we handle all of the inventory management, cleaning services, um, right down to like the coffee that'll be put out, the toilet paper that's on the rolls. We handle all of that. So I just want to keep expanding that division because I think there's a big... Uh, need for it. It's a huge Absolutely, niche. Yeah. And we love it. It's always guest focus. We work in partnership for the, uh, with the property to make sure that the guest has an overall positive experience. And it gives really meaningful employment to people. Like we had a team of 25 students and they were working like 40 to 50 hours a week in the heat, in the rain, not complaining. They were driving an hour to work each day. Wow. And that really helped us to see that we can overcome the staffing challenges that people are facing. We just need to be focused on the outcome. Mm -hmm. One thing you told me once is that you go to like cleaning convention situations. And the coolest stuff, like there's like robot cleaner things, but can you explain it better? Cause I was not like, yeah. So getting out of residential, so residential cleaning, um, that's like kind of like the maid industry. That's what it's been known as. As we got into janitorial, it's more of a male-dominant industry, mm-hmm. and we started attending these cleaning conventions. So there's one in Toronto this year and one in Vegas. Woo-hoo. Oh. <laughs> um, but as we walked in, we started to see what the industry was doing. And so robotics and sensors were doing a test pilot on one of our properties where 
we will put sensors outside of every washroom and then we'll manage a dashboard from in our office. So now we're cleaning on demand. So once 10 patrons have gone through the washroom, we know it needs to be serviced and we can dispatch out a person to go and clean. The robotics are... We're having a demo one come to spend some time with us, which we're hugely excited about. And it's got its own charging station. So it'll actually like fill itself with water and and cleaner, go from vacuum to hard floor to mopping, and then take itself back to the charger and empty the dirty water. Like I didn't know I could be so excited about (laughs) cleaning things. And then you were telling me this. I was like... (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. We've got some pretty cool things happening um, with equipment and stuff. We do a lot of refinishing of floors, so stripping, waxing, oh, wow. all of that. And the flooring equipment and stuff is really, it's coming a long way. So we really in this region want to show what the industry is doing with technology and robotics because I will nerd out all day on this stuff. Yeah. I, this that's is so yeah. cool. I'm just like, because like that's my like, jam. I'm like, give me the tech stuff. Give me the yeah. AI. I want all of it. Like, me too. That's cool. So the fact that you like I did, had no idea that it was in the cleaning industry like whatsoever. Yeah. But that is so cool. And it makes perfect sense. Like, why not? Yeah. And that comes with a price, right? Like as oh, yes. our office location is when I first took over the office space, people were like, why do you need an office? Like I was running everything on the back of my van <laughs> and we have a pretty excessive space. So we have about 2000 square feet of like open concept workspace with like a nap hut and a lounge and a a kitchenette. Oh, yeah. We're big believers of the 20 minute nap. (gasps) So if you just need a nap, it can like reset your whole mindset. Yeah. So all of this happens in our office and we like to keep it high and vibrant. So when we're going out and bidding on jobs, like we're not always the cheapest, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's some people that don't have as much overhead or the technology or the equipment. So we come up to that a lot, but I think the more we speak about what it is that we're doing, people will start to see the value, especially since we adhere to being a living wage employer. So this year, living wage went up from $17.75 to $19.25 overnight, which meant now we start people at 20 and all of the people who were at like 19 or 20 moved up. So we have people um, who got like a 3 or $4 an hour raise in a yeah. day, right? It was a big expense, but... We stand behind that, which means, yeah. it, you know, it comes with a cost, but the clients who see the benefit of investing in the community that way, you know, it, it's a value to them. But I think that just shows that when there was so many people struggling to get employees and you were holding on to employees, that speaks volumes to yeah. what's happening. It's not rocket science. Just pay people yeah. with their work. Well, and like- funny enough, we implemented free snacks and drinks um, out at the resort for the summer. We, I, we went and bought... I think we bought like meat sticks and sour keys and Powerades one day. Just bought a whole bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And I sat down with all of the team members at the end of the year who had all been given a raise. And I was like, so tell me how the year went. Like, what did you like? What did you did not? What didn't you like? They all mentioned the snacks. Nobody mentioned the race. <laughs> so really just everyone wants snacks. Wow. So yeah. we're on to something. Yeah. So me and Katie are part of like the chief. We're, we're like you, the we ha- made this up. We're the happiness committee in the office. Love it. Um, so like yesterday, Katie put together all these little Valentines yeah. for everybody. We constantly I bring, I'll bring like fridge. drinks and yeah. Yeah. We stock the fridge with drinks. I have candy on my desk. Like perfect. It's just those I'm just little like, it's those little things that. Yeah. You get like a little bit of joy in your day. 100%. I worked at a call center when I was younger yeah. and I got put on the wellness committee and we would, that was what we would do is we would come up with ideas for people. And that's what really started to get me on the, if you've got happy people in the workplace, yeah. then everybody's more productive. Yeah. The mm-hmm. way they interact with each other and, and customers and all that, everything improves. 
And so our number one thing is making sure that the vibrant cleanliness, our team members feel it. They mm-hmm. feel that it's yeah. vibrant. They feel like they want to come into work. That's super important to us. That's really cool. So it's mm-hmm. like you're building this whole like community within your business. That's the hope. Yeah. And just we want to keep growing, right? We want to be able to take this into other communities and um, allow people meaningful, sustainable employment. I love that. What is it like being female in a male-dominated industry? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. I think as a woman in business, so my mentor is Mark Hashi, and she, you know, she's like a pioneer in the women in business. And so whenever I look at people who really paved the way, like there's definitely been challenges. You know, there's been moments where I'm like, oh, maybe I've been treated a little different or maybe the outcome of that would have been a little better. But overall, I would say um, I've felt very empowered as a woman in business and even meeting other men who are running large companies I do feel respected. I do feel like we're we're equal, right? Mm-hmm, we're having yeah. those conversations. So yeah, when we when we go to these events and we're walking in, you know, you feel a little bit like powerhouse, like you feel good about it. So uh, we love the industry. We are so passionate about it, and I think the more that we can teach people to love the industry, like nobody ever really grows up and says like, oh, I want to be a janitor or I want to be a maid mm-hmm. or I want to be a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And there's always been a little bit of a stigma with that. Absolutely, yeah. We want to break that down. Like this is a amazing industry with tons of technology and equipment. And we really want to show people that if you can really take this trade on and really understand it and grow passionate for it, you're never going to be out of work. I've had team members who have started their own cleaning companies and I'm 100% excited for them to do that. Because that's something you do as well. I think on your website, right? You can't, you help people start their own cleaning companies. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I think there's a huge demand. And if you have the drive and the ability that you want to kind of create your own schedule and manage your own, um, your clients, I'll share, I'll share how to do it. Like, I think there's room for everybody. I believe in coopetition over competition. So the more that you can empower somebody to generate their own like revenue and income, it's, it's all good. I think that's one cool thing, and I think it's everywhere. I don't know. But in the Bay of Quinney, I find if you're a business leader or working in business, people do want to support you. Oh, yeah. And and teach you things. Absolutely. I am very grateful every day because when you start a company, you usually rely on your personal network, right? That's how mm-hmm. you kind of grow your business. I didn't really have that coming here. But it was those key people in the community who are running businesses and who would make a referral or bring you into networking groups. Um, they're they're just hugely supportive and empowering. And yeah, I'm grateful to be here. You're so involved in the community as well. I feel like I see you everywhere. I try to do. A I lot saw of you things. at the pickleball tournament. <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing this sick visor. I was like, Perfect. she's refing, so I'm not going to go after her. But I was just like, she looked. Ready to go. I was ready. And it was funny because I was like, yeah, sure, I'll referee. And then I'm like, I know absolutely nothing about pickleball. Thinking <laughs> it was just going to be a fun little It was very game. serious. It, there is a lot of rules. And to learn those on the fly was kind of intense. Oh, you learned those that day? Yeah. Okay. You looked like you knew exactly what <laughs> it was. It was the like. visor. It was the visor. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she's played pickleball every day of her life. Yeah. They gave me a whistle. Yep. And I was like, I don't even know. I was just blowing blow a whistle it. whenever I felt like I should. Like, I wasn't even sure. But... So I sit as a board of director for the YMCA of Central East Ontario, which was a huge full circle moment for me because, again, I give so much credit to the Y for my career. And sitting with that, I also sit on the Strong Communities campaign. 
And it was Patricia Guernsey and Ken Schmidt who actually came up with this pickleball tournament idea. And it was one day of pickleball and they raised over $40,000. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. This community is such a give back community, like attending the mm -hmm. galas and attending different events. And you see how many people are invested in supporting things. It's yeah, it's huge. Yeah. I watched like the BGHF gala, like mm -hmm. or like the TMHF gala, whatever one's they do online they live stream it mm -hmm. and it's like you see these numbers rolling in and it's like it's like okay like people believe in this community and they want you know good things to happen and people to thrive here yeah and it's like the whole mindset like there's i was talking to somebody recently and their whole mindset was like f these people they don't give a crap about anything and you know like all these rich people that go to galas they don't really care i'm like yeah but do you even pay attention to like what's going on here yeah. Because there is so much, like, help and support for whatever thing you're going through. There is a program for it. There's, you know, and the community rallies around that. Like, Absolutely. whether, no matter what it is, it's just, mm -hmm. it's really, sorry, that was a tangent. No, and, and, and I yeah. think it's important. Like, once I started attending things like that, I was like, wow, this is, like, it almost makes me emotional when you see people put their paddles up and they're you know bidding on things and it's just such a it inspires me like that's my goal the larger we get the more we're able to do for the community mm -hmm. and that makes me feel really good and that will always be important to us to be able to support and give back that's really cool what would you tell your younger self it's a really good question um that it happened like i think my younger self always visualized where we are now even though like the situation like I didn't grow up thinking like oh I want to be a single mom to three kids yeah. yeah you know that wasn't like the goal but I think I always knew good things were going to happen even though like my path to get here was like super windy road um yeah like there was times that I just even though I should have had no hope left I always had like the my faith and my ability to think like things can get better and things will get better. And I'm a big manifester. Like I like to visualize things before they happen. So as I walk through our big building at 250 Sydney Street, I'm visualizing like walking through the Mops Inc. headquarters one day and that there's multiple offices and people working there. Like I'm constantly visualizing that. So I think as a kid, yeah, I think um, I would probably tell myself to relax a little bit <laughs> and maybe spend more time being a kid. But yeah, that it was, it, it all worked out and that I was right. I, sh I had the right vision in my head. I like that. I'm just like in awe of you. Yeah. Aww. I'm just like your whole aura and your vibe is just so good. I was Thank really you. excited. I'm, I was excited for this because you're Thank just, you. you give like great energy and thanks. You're a real so leader. Oh, thanks. Real winner over <laughs> here. <laughs> you smell really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know I what like you tell. Yeah, that's her thing. It's yeah. like hair perfume. What? What? It's a hair perfume. Tell us more about that. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Sephora thing, and it comes in this yellow bottle, and it's you spray it in your hair, because my hair can get in everybody's face, so I want to make sure it smells good. That makes you do perfect have great sense, hair, though, like because like hair like it's super porous, so I guess it would hold yeah. scent, right? So you spritz it in there and you go about. God your day. damn. Yeah. Okay, learning everything. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I feel like I need to get my lashes done, and I need hair perfume. Lashes done is the key. Are yeah, those extensions can, or do you oh, get a lift yeah. You can head. literally wake up and be exhausted and you look baller. Yeah, like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, hey. 
hey girl <laughs> look at me and I go excessively like I go like every week because I'm like I want these in all the time but I go to um I'm gonna do a couple shout outs we love like I love but um Tiana over at Bear Beauty Collab she's out in Trenton um and she's like Good. by far amazing so but to be fair that was the first person that I went to for my lashes, so I never knew what bad lashes well, were. Sometimes I see people's lashes and they're just like, I'm like, hey, like your lashes look very natural. Thank you. But sometimes people's lashes, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. But not having to take mascara off every morning, because I would always have, no matter what happened, I would always have nope. like dark circles yeah. in my eyes. So yeah, this is uh, my self care game this year is a little ridiculous but i had never had it before so i yeah. just invest in myself constantly no, soak, soak it in what is yeah. your number one self-care tip don't feel guilty okay yeah oh that's so good that's a good one yeah i feel a lot of guilt oh yeah and constantly i would feel the same way but i like now i'm in a position where wednesdays are like my self-care day and i can i can i can do that but you know i when I was always cleaning, my hair was on top of my head. You know, mm-hmm. I was always wearing clothes that I could clean in. And then when I put the mop down last February, I had to commit to no more mopping, no more cleaning. So wait, was that like you You were like, I'm not, I'm, that was the day. You set a day. And- yeah, no more. And it was hard because like I'd see somebody calling sick. So I'd see my team scrambling to try to fix it and try to get back up to go out and clean. And I knew that I was just band-aiding the situation and I was also limiting my mindset because every time we got a new client, I was like, oh, like I'm going to have to go out at night and clean this place. So in order to get my mindset out of feeling limited, I needed to stop actively working in the business and working on the business. You hear people say that all the time. I've never, well, yeah, I've never, say, like, I've heard, never heard anyone heard say that. that. Really? You've got to stop working in the business to work on the business. Oh. Damn. Yeah. That's very eye-opening. Yeah, it's hugely eye-opening. So once I made that commitment, things really started to open up. But it was hard. It was hard not to get out there and clean. And I'll go like every time Phil, who's our flooring specialist, he's amazing. He's been in the janitorial industry for like 40 years. We love Phil. You'll see him on a billboard soon. He's in our (sighs) new commercial, which is super rad. Um, But every time we do a new type of flooring, I'll go out because I want to learn how to do that flooring. But other than that, I don't even clean my own toilets anymore. So... Damn girl, yeah, that is big cool. manifestation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that literally just like everything in my head just kind of clicked in different ways when you said that. I'm like, oh, okay, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> watch out, Quinny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you. Love Sorry, that. I totally interrupted you though. So not feeling guilty is your number one. Not self-care. feeling guilty and knowing it's like that whole airplane thing where you got to put your own mask on first, right? Yeah. So. Self-confidence was a huge thing that I've had to work on over the past couple of years. Um, I've always doubted myself. So people would see me out and they're like, wow, you're doing such great things. And in my own head, I was like, like really, really bad self-talk. So implementing these self-care routines really, yeah, it just allows me to start to take care of myself, which I never did before. Even before I had kids, like I was never one to really put that much time or effort into myself. My best friend, um, she runs a large company in Barrie and she's so bougie, like so bougie. And so she always inspired me and she would take me out to, we go to Sephora and she's like, just try a lipstick. And I'm like, no, like that's too much. How am I going to wear a lipstick every day? That sounds crazy. And so (laughs) over the years, she really inspired me because she just takes, she has those routines put in and Mm -hmm. I saw how that benefited her and her confidence and then her ability to meet with clients and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, it improves. So yeah, don't feel guilty. 
Yeah. Like, did I, like I just I need buy to yesterday buy a $60 lipstick from Sephora? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Absolutely. And did you I love did. it? I, it hasn't arrived yet. I got a sample in the mail. It was uh, YSL and the color is just beautiful and it felt nice. And I'm just like, I need this. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I feel like every woman needs to have that bougie friend. I'm yes. giving a shout out to my friend Sheridan, <laughs> who I'm always like, because I've always been the the person who doesn't take that much time to get ready. Mm-hmm. Like we were roommates in university. She'd get ready two hours before me and then she'd give me like the half hour warning and I'd go get ready. And you do like shower and everything. In I half do hour. it all. <laughs> I'd shower in two minutes. My makeup be on. I'd come out of my crop top. I'd be looking hot. You know, I was killing it. Yeah. But then we were going on vacation together and we got up at like 5 a.m. for a flight and she's brushing her hair. And I was like. Are you brushing your hair right now? And she's like, if this surprises you, that's your issue. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, shit. And I think that was the moment I was like, yeah, that is my issue. Like, I should love myself enough to brush my hair. So Yeah, and it's it's those routines. And now I've got my middle daughter, Ava. She's, like, obsessed with, like, skincare routines. Oh, okay. So she has, like, a skincare Same. fridge. Oh, she's, yep. like, on it. Did she teach me that? <laughs> it's, if you keep them cold, extreme. it's great. Okay. I have a I, yeah. Do you? I, I like... It's good. Though. I keep it. I keep everything in the front because it keeps everything. It just yeah, feels good. It feels good when you put it on your yeah, face. It's just. It's an, yeah. Know. Okay, Ava, get it, girl. Oh yeah, she's all over it. Like she'll come up and she'll be like, "What is that on your face? Let me fix that for you." So she is. She's on it. It's a little extreme, um, but I love seeing at night. You know, she's got her hair pulled back and she's mm-hmm. spending that time on herself. And I think that's super important. It's not Absolutely. how you look, and it's not how you're presenting to other people. It's the time you're spending investing in yourself that's important and even like we bring in sarah mcfall from mcfall fitness in to do our um she's our personal trainer so she'll come in three days a week to our building because we have a full gym but what i would find is i was always rebooking the gym because something would come up right like a meeting pops up and then i'll be like oh okay i'll just i won't go to the gym today and i'll go to the meeting and then i had to commit no like that comes first and the meetings are booked around it so it's, it's an ongoing process. I think we we kind of talked about this in the episode that's coming out today, but that like hustle culture is bad news bears. And like even when I my partner and I were running a farm, it was always putting everything mm-hmm. above Yourself. my own well-being. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's now like, you know, yesterday I didn't get all my emails and stuff done and I was at home lying on my acupuncture mat <laughs> to try and make my life better. But I was like, <laughs> it doesn't matter that it I'll do no, it tomorrow. Do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I used to feel like I couldn't breathe, mm-hmm. that like there was so much going on. And when I heard somebody, I'm not very good at quoting people, but like I heard somebody say one of the worst answers you can give when somebody's like, oh, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm really busy. Like things are really busy. That's actually a really not great answer to give because it. we used to think that being busy meant you were being productive and you're being successful. But Really, I was just taking the top layer off of life and just skimming across everything that needed to be done and not doing anything really well. So slowing down, you know, really gives me that time to just focus on what's important. And there's still days where I work too much or Mm -hmm. I'm at the office because I want to be and it's still dark Mm -hmm. out. But um, yeah, just slow down and realize you can answer the email tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm going to call this episode answer the email tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I had that talk yesterday with John. Oh, did you? Uh, about, like, yeah, he was like, well, you can, he's like, if you want to take on this client, you can do it, you know, freelance if you want. I was like, I just don't want to. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't have the time for it. Sometimes like, you reach your capacity and I think that's important to know too. Yeah. 
hundred percent. It's yeah. like a full time job, two kids. I'm in school. Yeah, like all these things. It's like, and then I was volunteering with United Way, and now I'm doing Dancing with the Start. Like, oh, you're doing Dancing with the Start? I'm not dancing. Okay, no, I'm on the committee. <laughs> Amazing. I was supposed. To, it was funny. I was supposed to do it, and then COVID hit. You should do it. You no, should. Don't. Do it. I'm. I'm okay right now. <laughs> Are you? I did it last year. Can we were the first you? gay couple to do it. Do you want to do it next year? Potentially. You should do it. It was really fun. I loved it. I was like, we were going for rehearsals and everything. Um, oh, like you were like in, and then COVID hit. Yeah, so like you we like were, were in learning it. a dance. Yeah. Whoa. We, my dad was like buying front row tickets to come watch me dance. He thought it was hilarious. Um, it is so much fun. Yeah. Like it's a great event. It. I love going to them. Yeah. 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 yeah my 93 year old grandfather was front row like, <laughs> he's so cute. He also so was like cute. hitting on my dance instructor and I was like, you need to leave. <laughs> You need to leave right now. He's buying everybody drinks in the lobby. <sighs> He's a lot. He's like the definition of boats and hoes. That's he has boats hilarious. and hoes. I'm Not picturing hoes. like a Jay-Z video. And oh, yeah. 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 Oh, God. He's, He's a lot. He's, yeah. He's something. He's really cute. It's He's, one of those things where like everybody else loves him and you're like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, I was just like always rebelling against him. I was like, I'm a strong, independent woman. You misogynist white man. I'm like, let's have him on the pod. I'm like, oh, he's a lot. He's, yeah, he's something. He would love it. What song did you dance to? Lady Gaga. Oh. I don't know what it was called. It's like a song no one knows about. And she's just really making noises. Amazing. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. We did like a flip. We did a headstand. Yeah, it was one of those things that I was really, it was, I was really pushing myself outside my comfort zone. Yeah. So I think that's why my initial answer was like, oh, no, because it's like, it took a lot for me to be like, okay, yes, I will do that. I had to really wrap my head around yeah. it. Yeah. But I was pooping my pants on stage, like so scared. My mouth got so dry. And Jeanette was so nervous leading up. And then she shone, like she was this bright star <laughs> the day of. And I was like shaking. So it was funny. She how walked it, out before She the walked news. out before the she was supposed to. And she like. Was doing it, like and just like, I the, love like this. the energy. I was kind of like, you were born to be on stage. Love that. She was. She pretends she's not. I run no. into who I was supposed to dance with occasionally out, and I'm like, do you want to show everybody our dance routine? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really try every time. But oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, what shout outs do you want to? Is there anything you want to shout out? Like, are are you hiring? Are you taking on new clients? What's going on? Yeah, we're doing a huge hiring blitz right now. So we are going to hire over 40 housekeepers for this summer. Holy crap. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. So um, I've actually got Jenny from Simple Dash. She's been really helping, like, building out our recruitment strategy for that, getting us involved in, like, some um, job fairs. So we're really looking for people who have the drive They're, you know, they, we believe, well, my belief is, is there's nothing worse than cleaning a toilet than like hating your job and cleaning a toilet. Right. So yeah. really that mindset of vibrancy and wanting to be a part of a team and the positive environment is so important to us. You know, nobody wants to go to work where there's any like drama or negativity. Yeah. So we're, we're really big on that. So yeah, we're doing a huge hiring blitz for that. We're always interested in taking on new commercial clients. So Buildings that are requiring more of a daily turnover. So something like um, car dealerships are really good for us for that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at right now is just hiring and taking on clients. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. You're amazing. Can we rabbit Thanks, fire her? too? Yeah. So we're going to ask you a really quick question. Oh my gosh. This we is haven't fun. done this in a while. We haven't done this in a while, but I was just kind of, I feel like I just really want to know. I thought there was somebody at the door. I'm like, I feel like I just really want to know everything. Okay, let's go. Okay, what's your favorite Quinty restaurant? Ooh. 
I really love Chilangos. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and I also love going to like Capers. Um, Yeah, it's but Chilangos for me with the poblano soup. Have you had it? (laughs) Oh, I haven't had it. It's my all time. When they reopened, I was like poblano soup. Now I need to try this. Maybe I'll get that tonight. That's what they and a margarita. You're set. (gasps) Yeah, they um wasn't that like their soup contest soup or something? Yes. Oh, it's It's delicious. His they flew his mother in. To make or the her soup? mother in, yeah, like one of the they flew a parent in from Mexico to make the soup for Savor the Chill, and That's it so just cool. went over really, really well. Delicious. Okay. Yeah. Love What's it. your favorite book? Are you a reader? Um, I actually have stealth dyslexia, so reading has always been. I joined a book group once. It was so embarrassing, <laughs> and I never realized I had this learning disability. Right. So. Every time I start to read a book, I'm like, why can't I? I read a page and nothing's retaining in my mind. And so every time there was a new book, I would be like, this is it. Like I'd go to chapters (laughs) and I'd buy the book. I'm like, this is the time I'm going to read a book. And then I wouldn't read the book or retain anything. So then I would Google quick like speaking notes (laughs) before the book club. And then this went on for a while until finally I got – I kind of searched of like why I was struggling with that. I got a diagnosis. And then the worst thing is I at the next book club, I'm like, I have to tell you all something. And I confessed it <laughs> and like the look on everyone's face. So um, I do little snippets of books. I listen to a lot of like motivational to. stuff. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's kind of. Maybe yeah, I should I start listen. listening to motivational things. I listen to the motivational things where they're like yelling at you. It's like what. Like it's like usually like athletes and they're like that's what I used uh, to work out to like montages yes. of like athletic quotes and I'd be like I'm doing it <laughs> like yelling yeah, on like the maybe treadmill. I need that. It's pretty good. Like it it'd be is. like Rocky. I've in my never ear. heard of this before in my life. Yeah, I, I'll play something for you before we leave. Okay, today, cool. It's they just kind of yell at you and then you're like it's motivating. I feel like I just cry. No, like, you don't. You just gotta power through it. Okay, yeah, you'll be good. Unless you need to cry and then like cry. I mean, cry is cathartic, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's fine. Um, okay, so what in what do you feel most grateful for? My family. Oh, yeah, I'm very proud of the like raising the girls and um, when we have like a family photo, I'm just like, yeah, like we're all very confident, independent. You posted women. the cutest thing of your family on like you and your girls on a log and it was like a throwback and then a redo yeah. it was so cute they're so huge now like my they're very tall so now when I go places with them like they're two of them are taller than me like they're they're huge um and they're very opinionated which is great like I want them to be mm-hmm. strong independent women but the conversations around the dinner table sometimes are hilarious because it's just – it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And when we go places, we're going to the Belleville Suns tonight with the select referral team, which is a networking group I belong to. And, you know, sometimes my middle daughter especially, I have to be like – she'll start to overshare. Yeah, that was me. My okay. dad used to pinch the back of me. Yes. <laughs> I'd get a pinch. I'd be like, I guess I have to stop talking yeah. now. <laughs> but I'd say that. Yeah. And people would be like, what? Yeah. He's pinching me to yeah. stop. No, it was yeah. fine. He loves me. It's nerve wracking because when she starts to talk, I'm like, oh, what's she going to say? What's she coming out with? But um, no, they're great. I'm super proud of them. So that's the thing I'm most grateful for. That's really cute. What would you tell someone starting a business? There's going to be really hard days. Um, And to just always carry forward and never be afraid to go after funding. I think that's a thing that I notice is we're kind of taught that 
debt is bad, mm-hmm. right? Is personal debt mm-hmm. is different than business debt because when I was researching how to scale a business, the in the top five ways to scale, funding was a part of that. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. So Trendbell has been a huge asset for us since day one. I think the first time I went to Trendbell, I didn't even have a business name yet. I kept filling it in as like to be determined. <laughs> um, but they, you know, working with them, because even if you're not ready or qualify at that moment, they'll show you the pathway to get there. So that would be a, a huge kind of encouragement to people is a lot of businesses that you see scale they have a cash injection and that's how they make that growth. So never be afraid to go after that or feel that it means that you're failing. Um, another thing is cash flow and business success are two completely different things. And so learning mm-hmm. to manage and project your cash flow is a skill set. I always called it the cash flow hustle because payroll, like we pay every week. So there's been times oh, wow. where I'm like, whoo, got to get that money in the bank. So um, learning to manage and project your cash flow is important. And knowing that there's not very many businesses that get through the success of their company without having those backward steps or having those times where they feel like maybe they're not doing things right. I know with single parent run businesses, it's only like 9% of them succeed past five years, which is like a really low number. So just build your network of support system and never be afraid to tell people where you're struggling and what you need help with. I think asking for help is like the hardest thing, but the mm-hmm. best thing. Yeah. You've got to be really vulnerable. I've always been a super open book when it comes to that stuff. And yeah, there's been times where I'm scared, right? There's And you can't let your team see it all the time. So it can be a very lonely feeling where you're just kind of struggling internally. But the more you talk to people and you realize that was part of their journey too. I always love to hear how people, what their emotions were like during business. So you see somebody who's got a business that, you know, they sold for a ton of money and it went really well. Well, talk to them about the struggle Mm because it was there too. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't like gatekeeping things. So Mm -hmm. if like people like, they're like, oh, well, like, you know, how'd you do this? Because like a lot of asking questions and being vulnerable is like, it's hard for people, right? That's why it's like if somebody like DMs me, they're like, oh, like, how did you do this? I'd be like, okay, like, this is how I did it. Yeah. And it's like, a lot of people don't like you see like on influencers it's like oh well how did you do this and there's like no response yeah and i'm like why yeah you gotta mm-hmm. be you gotta be transparent because you never know what part of your story is going to inspire somebody else and yeah um yeah it's not the easiest road but always just stay focused on the vision like always just be looking at the big picture and knowing that the other things will work themselves out and get that support I'm just like I'm inspired I and I don't I think you're I the have, coolest person yeah. Aww, I, I have no time. more questions because you're just the coolest thanks yeah we've got um one other shout out thing we have going yes. on is we have our commercial that'll be launching soon so we worked oh, with Amp exciting. Digital Media if you guys know Ash yeah yeah, yeah. so Ash, like a TV commercial yeah like it's like a legit so commercial and it was really cool because I spend a lot of time with him brainstorming about the brand and um we've got a really good professional vibe there and so we just kind of let him run with the creative aspect of it. Cause again, I'm a kind of like a micromanager sometimes. So I was like, I'm not going to get involved. And we backed out of it. I backed out and let him run with it. And we're so excited. We're going to, um, it'll be playing on like the bubble sun's jumbotron and then we'll start kind of putting it out there, but it is so cool and really represents like who we are now. So as a creative, I thank you for letting 
him run. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's so many times, like even in my regular day job where the client will be like, I want this, 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 this. I'm like, okay, like it, your ad is this big, like it's tiny. It's like, let me just run with it. I promise you, I'm not going to lead you astray. Yeah. But yeah, no, I super, I respect that because... Yeah, it was cool to see what came out of it. I was like, that I'm so is excited, excited to see, to see this. Yeah, I'll show, I'll give you a clip before. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm going to I'm going to turn the mics off. That was amazing. But actually amazing. Every time it is. Like I don't It's funny cuz like I never really know what to expect. No. With people cuz I don't know like what their energy is going to be like or if they're comfortable talking about themselves or And we talk for a long time, but I think it's good cuz it makes people comfortable. Like usually people loosen up by the second half of the oh, hour. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but she she came in ready to go. Oh, she was just like, "Okay, let's do this." Yeah. And I'm like, "Damn, that energy is great." It was great. And uh she's doing she's doing the damn thing. Doing the damn thing. So, I'm all about AI cleaning. Yeah, that's so cool, the the technology of it and just how they've expanded and are so for the employees, which I really appreciate, like yeah. living wage and snacks, all about it. So funny story, my sister this morning, I mentioned that today was Mops Inc. release day and she was like, oh yeah, they're in the same building yeah. as my work. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I knew that. And she's like, yeah, they filmed the commercial in my office. <laughs> so funny she's like i was watching them film it and she was like i left before a certain part i can't say it because i don't think they've posted it yet no yeah but um it's amazing i'm excited for that commercial to come out it's a good commercial they're just watching people succeed makes me really happy and the fact that she took the time out to come talk to us i'm i'm really appreciative of it yeah same i yeah because i'm just like i don't know what i'm doing but like you have all your shit together and you're still willing to come talk to me when i crazy kind of do we have our shit together we're getting there i mean she has her shit she really does it's crazy i don't but you know type of stuff's working on it journaling i i didn't journal this morning that's why you're off i started journaling yesterday i decided it was my healing journey has started yesterday of all days um and here we are. I'm going to give a little shout out to my uh, my partner in crime, Jeannie Beanie. Love her. Jeanette. I don't know if any farmers listen to this, but Jeanette is a sheep shearer. Fuck yes. Um, Which is really difficult. It's really difficult. If you think you can do it yourself. You can't. You can try, but you'll still call us anyways. So uh, if you are interested, if you have sheep and need your sheep shorn. Um, sheep shorn? Sheep shorn. That's what she should call the business. Sheep, sheep shorn? Uh, you can reach out to Tipsy Willow on Instagram. Sheep, 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 sheep. She can also do alpacas and llamas and she can foot trim. So if you need that. I just want to hug like an alpaca. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I might add this out. How you, she- we shear an alpaca is we like stretch them. So you like put their feet in like holds and you like slowly pull them and they'll like just slowly go down to the ground. And it's, you do it in like five minutes. Yeah. Amazing. Well, because if you try and cheer them when they're standing up, they go like dead weight. And then someone's trying to like hold up a huge alpaca. That makes sense. Yeah. So it sounds like torture, but they're just chilling. And sometimes the ones will try and spit on you. Like, so gross. Things I used to do that I'll do again. I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah. So um, this is just like, I love my girlfriend and please pay her to shear your sheep if you have any. Sheep a shear. Sheep, sheep. 
Yeah, and we're we're turning Tipsy Willow Instagram into a sheep shearing page now. So it's exciting. Follow along if you want to. I think it's fascinating because I have it's zero idea how to do it or how any of it. <laughs> it's so I funny. Just, there's a it's it's kind of there's only like maybe fifteen sh- like sheep shearers in Ontario. Shut's family has five of them. Holy shit! And like probably some of the only females. And she's like serious business trained. Yeah, she was trained by her mom and her brother. So her her brother went down to Australia to learn, and her mom um, was part of like the first women in Scotland sheep shearing program. And so was trained there. And then it's it's like a dance. It's pretty crazy. Honestly, I can't. I've done like the stomach. No, it's crazy. It and they get it off. They get the fleece off in one. I feel like that would be key, right? Yeah, you have to. What happens if you don't? It just looks stupid. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the repercussions are. Does like nothing, but if people want to keep it, yeah, I could talk about this all day. It's okay. I'll do a whole other podcast about this. But um, fleece used to be like kept. Now it's just like garbage, I think. It's not worth anything anymore. But you used to get it off in one because then you throw it mm-hmm. and then you pick out all the nasty stuff and then it can get sent to process. Oh, cool. Yeah. And sheep shearing does not harm an animal. It's probably beneficial for them. They have, it's like, it's, it's harder if you don't do, if it's worse on them, if you don't, cause they're putting so much energy into their fleece and it's like, and like if people don't do it every year, then like it, there's more risk of like cutting the animal because of how their fleece mats. Weird facts. I haven't talked a lot about my farming past on this podcast, no, I so think I think it's to starting like a whole to farming podcast. Like, should I tell the journey of the shit show that happened? But maybe, maybe, maybe. But uh, yeah. So if you need that, or just follow us at Tipsy Willow. Can I get a video of Jeanette shearing a sheep? Yeah, we have a lot of them. I think that'd be super hot. I might fall in love with her. <laughs> How she wooed me. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. She's just like tall too. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It's so funny. What a cool. weird thing. Yeah, so that's... Uh, I think I just think it's so cool. I know. Uh, but that's really all I got. Cool, cool. So next week we have uh, Taylor from The Grind and I'm so excited. so excited. And then um, we have an episode coming out on International Women's Day, and that is Julie Sweeney, and we're talking about body positivity, or body, body neutrality, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I like that term better. Me too. Well, thank you, everyone. Peace out, boys, guys. <laughs> The Babies of Quinny podcast is recorded and produced at Starboard Communications, home of 95.5 Hits FM, Cool 100, and inquinty.ca.